What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Quarantine Life. This is your boy, Michael Maestro Turner, a.k.a. Stro. Stro did it. And we in a virtual building. That's right. I'm going through it. You're going through it. We are going through it. So we might as well grow through this thing and become a beautiful butterfly at the end of this thing. That's right, ladies, fellas, busters, hustlers. Listen, I want you to become better than you were before. This is the time to document, learn, and grow through self-improvement until this thing is over with and we're back to what we were doing over in a new lifestyle. Listen, I want you to learn today. So I brought a special guest. She is the founder of The Natural Lab. We're talking about your favorite nutritionist. We're talking about metabolic weight loss. We're talking about a flexitarian, a functional medicine CCN that gives life-changing personalized meal plans. Listen, we're talking about Kelly the Great. Kelly the Great. That's right. She stopped by. She has great energy. She dropped off some nuggets. And listen, I'm not going to delay it any longer. Let's just jump right in. Um, one of my small wins is that, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, I I run a boot camp and I'm a clinical nutritionist. And so they're like, well, how are you doing during this time? Because, uh, you know, the gyms are closed and you can't do what you would have normally done. And I would say, like, I've actually been getting more nutrition clients during this time mm-hmm. than I've gotten outside of <laughs> quarantine, which is so crazy. But I already had this feeling of being covered. I never feel like, Mm. oh, woe is me. Something's going to happen. Oh my God, I'm so out of money or whatever. I always feel Mm. that I am 100% covered. So this time has actually been great. And I am so grateful to get more clients than I got, you know, when I wasn't in quarantine. Love it. (laughs) I can can definitely speak to that working at the gym um, and just how the quarantine has definitely made a lot of people like I guess look at themselves right in a way so so they have definitely been like I've noticed a lot of people reaching out to Maria a lot more people a lot more people reaching out to me and how they can get in contact with Maria to get them set up and just stuff like that you know what I'm saying so or like we want to come work out but we can only have 10 people at a time so let's adjust classes and stuff like that so it's, it's, you might as well shout out now. You can't shout the business halfway out. You did. Oh, body by Maria, hey, but that one where I was going. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's just, it's interesting to see, like, like she said, the the change in mindset. So now I want them. I want the new t- the nutritionist. I want to start working out. Like, but you don't make time for that in your regular schedule. Like, once it mm-hmm. comes back, are you going to keep it up? Mm. Okay. Now. If I can uh, point on that, and it's so funny that you even say that is because like, especially during this time, and not that I lived my life so differently than quarantine anyway, because my Mm -hmm. life is kind (laughs) of, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, well, I kind of quarantine all the time, but it's like this, the, you know, forced quarantine. So it's like, it's like, you know, whether or not we're going to keep it up, but we had the time to do these things. Right. We literally right. have right. that time. Why right. are we not doing them? You know what I mean? Mm. Right. So it's funny. Yeah. yeah. You, you teach yeah. it. It's perspective. It yeah, it's definitely perspective. Yeah. And like start, like, like she said, just living in that, living in that, staying ready, living in that space already. And yeah, then this ready. comes like, we already were ready. Yeah. Like we were ready for it already. Like, right. so this, this has been like a slight adjustment, but like nothing really different from my everyday life anyway. Like, right. I, I feel bad for those who don't have this mindset and can't find the side hustle or mm-hmm. don't know how to live outside of the nine to five realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. This is the era of the hustler. Let me tell you something. This is the era okay. of the hustler, baby. <laughs> you got to show up and show out or you, you don't have it. Yeah. You found the drizzle. 
You know, mm-hmm. they running over mm-hmm. top of you. It ain't going. It's it's gonna show. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. show this time. That's that. That's yeah. real. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. So Kelly, uh, I definitely want to. Uh, this podcast is definitely about uh, what our guest does. We'll br- we'll bring that out, and also about getting to know that individual. So first, let's start here. Uh, just tell us, like, why you started doing what you do. Like, like what you do and why. The passion, you know, what makes you do it? Wow, that's such a deep question. And I'm honestly pretty sure you're not ready for it. But I'm going to tell you the truth and tell you how it is. I think I, before I get started, I think I overheard somebody say that you guys, someone is from Richmond, Virginia, or from Virginia. Oh, and yeah. We all are. And all I'm, I'm from Virginia, too. I'm from Virginia Beach. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> all day. <laughs> um, yes, so uh, that's awesome. I, I could hear it in the, your voices. Um, so I, I could, it's just, you know, it's a VA thing. You know, everybody doesn't get it, you know. <laughs> She's so, like, you said we country. That's what she said. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can hear it in myself, too. So, no, it's, it's totally fine. Hey, people um, love it up north. When I go visit New York, they be like, where you from? Like, Richard Virginia, they like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Say something else. <laughs> like, say something. I'm like, okay. Say something. Right. Right, right, right. Um, so I actually, when I first got into, well, prior to getting into functional medicine, I, I moved to Charlotte and I knew that I wanted to take over the fitness industry. However, I didn't know exactly what my calling was at that time. And I knew that that was not the end point. And so I came here. Um, it was so crazy. I came here. I lived in an extended stay for a little bit. Uh, I was the type of person that I do abrupt things. So if I was ready to go, I just left. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I decided where I was going to leave on um, go on a Friday and I moved and packed up everything on Saturday. And so mm-hmm. I left very abruptly, stayed in an extended stay for a while until I you know, figured my way out. I didn't know anybody when I first moved here, like literally mm-hmm. no one. So I think it's very important to say when you have a vision and you're gung-ho about what you're meant to do, regardless of it, it may not seem that like, you know, it's going to prosper at that moment, but wow, God is good. So anyway, um, I, I was doing everything that I needed to do. And then, uh, you know, I was getting out of a really bad relationship and I was financially unstable. I moved here. I didn't have anything. I'm just hustling. I literally probably had like 10 jobs, like not even getting. And uh, <clears throat> I remember uh, I had a roommate at a time and, and we were, you know, talking and just doing a lot of things that I wasn't used to. And I actually, from that night, I got a chemical imbalance in my brain. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was told I got a chemical imbalance. So I, I remember going to the, the doctor and calling my doctor the next day. I had a ticking in the back of my head and I could not pinpoint where that came from. And so I went to go visit my doctor and he said, you know, go. He was like, you know, I think it's just a little bit of anxiety and depression because I was going through a lot at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, OK, I guess it is. And so uh, my primary care physician wasn't there. And so my doctor, uh, the, the substitute doctor prescribing medication to help with, you know, the anxiety and depression. Yeah. And that medication made me feel like I was dying. I would lay down. And uh, I felt like mm. I was seeping into a black hole. And from there, mm. I never took the medication again. But that medication, because of that feeling, it led me into a sleep disorder. So for, for two and a half years, I could not sleep. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I would literally, we stay up and I'll stay on the phone with my mom. Not that she was awake, but I just felt like I needed some connection there. I'm five and a half hours away from home. And uh, I don't know if you know how it feels when you don't sleep, but if you don't sleep, you become delusional. Your your thoughts become out of this world. You just, you're not in your right mind. I remember going to the job that I had at that moment um, and my eyes were burning from the inside. It was, it was just a very... Uh, it was a very hard time. So I'll, I'll never forget. My dad came here to visit me. And at that point, I was so distraught within myself. I had no idea what I was going to do. So my dad came to visit me in Charlotte. And he said, Kelly, if you do not uh, figure out a plan, then you have to move back home. I am afraid for you to live by yourself. And so I was crying and had all this emotions going. I was like, no, I got a plan. I want to stay because I had a vision. Still have the vision, but I was so mentally, physically, emotionally not there. And so um, I said, no, I have a plan. And I, I remember writing it out on my whiteboard as he was sitting there. He was like, you have one month to get it together before you have to move back because I, I am afraid for you to be alone. And so um, that day I surrendered. I said, you listen, listen, God. And this is how I talk. I'm like, God, listen to me real quick. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with me, but if you take this away from me, I promise that I will never engage in this ever again. I will never deal with this. I will let my past up because a lot of times we have past things. We have one foot in the past and one foot in the future. So until I close that door, you know, I can never move forward, you know? And so I was just like, you know, uh, if you take this away, I promise I will never, and no lie to you guys, the very next day, I listen to the same radio station, I drive down the same road to get to the same job, and I started hearing things about holistic healing and putting certain vitamins together to get the synergistic effect of antidepressants and anti, uh, anti, you know, not having anxiety anymore. I would see billboards that would give me, you know, <laughs> tell me something about uh, holistic healing. On the radio, I'm listening to, and mind you, this is a normal hip hop station. And I am like literally flabbergasted, like what is going on? Mm-hmm. So from that time, um, and I kept hearing it. So I took it as a sign. I was like, okay, it's time for me to heal myself. And I was not fully into functional medicine at the time. So I started doing a research, a research and I came obsessed with it, almost that it was within me because I knew what I had went through. So I, I did the research. I healed myself. I dropped out of my grad program. I went into another grad program, which is my functional medicine program. I wasn't even supposed to get into that program. I actually missed the test probably about from within like three points. And, Mm. uh, and then I said, my mentor, I'm crying. And my mentor is like, you know, Kelly, get off the phone with me and tell them you're going to take the test again. I took the Mm. test again. I got it. Unfortunately, you know, I am fortunate enough to say I am the, I have been the only African-American woman to graduate from this program ever in history. So Mm -hmm. with that being said, you know, I am just so grateful for having this vision and being able to share my functional medicine past to the future with everyone. And I'm so passionate about it. And so I had no idea that I was going to come into this and I'm so grateful for it. So when I speak to people, when I talk to them about things that are going on with them, I say, you know, listen, whatever's coming from coming, you know, whatever I'm saying to you is not necessarily and directly coming from me. There is a higher calling on my life that I'm giving to Mm -hmm. you because I didn't choose this. 
You know what I mean? I absolutely love it, but it wasn't a, a something that I formulated. So right. that's, how it, that's how it came. <laughs> Let me tell you, we, we, we definitely understand. Well, I, I know uh, first mm-hmm. thing, we understand because uh, as a speaker, I went into rooms and things happened that only the yeah. Oh, yeah. do. And right, right. it's just a, it's, it's, it's really disheartening for me. I walked away from it multiple times because me and Franklin get so disturbed yeah. by, I'm Poindexter and I right. got five ways for you to change your life and you're broke and you're, you're and, and it's not just about money, but you're unhealthy. You're all, you're all around, you're just posing. And it's, it's so, it's just, uh, it's just like to see hucksters go move ahead and treat people as bums in seats is mm. very disturbing. And it just makes yeah. you want to do it because it's just like, you know, I do know there are, I do know people personally that are big time and in that field. And I'm like, okay, well, they got it. You know what I'm saying? I could just keep going. I can just still do my music. But it just right. comes right back. And now I'm back on the podcast. Now the podcast is not coming. Like that, that happens. But uh, I try to walk away from this self-help industry, self-improvement industry, because it's really bad out there, Kelly. So we do need yeah. some soldiers out there who really care, who are really anointed and put in that position. You know, they got that higher calling that's really sent to do mm-hmm. something. Because people out here hurting, they need somebody for real. They don't need... Yeah. We don't need another huckster. For real. Yeah. yeah. No, serious stuff. Um, I had a question about this post because this is one of the things that we definitely agree with you on. Um, the COVID is killing black people. I know I'm about <laughs> to trigger her right here. Because <laughs> she's been going in on this on her page. And I need, <laughs> I need you, from your opinion, I need you to go in from your experience because I feel the exact same way. It's not killing black people. Chitlins is. You know what I'm saying? I, just, I said it. You didn't say that one. I said it. So y'all can get mad at me. Chitlins is killing black people. <laughs> <laughs> Those chicken livers and fried chicken livers is killing black people. You dig? And, well, you know, um, <laughs> Go ahead. No, well, you know, the unfortunate thing is uh, with everything being put out, and you know, because we watch each other on Instagram. I am very real and raw, and I do not hold back for anybody because I think that a lot of people have been lied to for such a long time, and I'm sick of the lies, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm sick of the victim mentality. So it's mm-hmm. like you either get it together or you don't. We can, we as, as African-Americans, and I think that there's, things happen and things are put out there for reasons. And I think that... You know, when we talk about, and so the biggest thing, we'll go into the Instagram post. Diddy posted something and he said, listen up guys, a lot of people are dying. A lot of black people are dying from COVID-19. We have to watch out. They're out here killing us, this, that, and a third. And when I heard that, I was almost quite disgusted, to be honest with you. Very disgusted because I feel as though as long as we stay in this victim mentality, as long as we're taking on whatever the media says, whatever um, someone else says, whatever they have, whomever they are, or whatever, whatever's proclaimed to be our history, our culture, that we're going to stay exactly where we are. And so when I was speaking on that, and, and the biggest thing about it is like, you know, whatever's going on within COVID-19 as it relates to African-Americans, which I still don't even know why that statistic specifically was put out on the news, but that's something to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And so um, it goes further 
than us being having COVID-19. It goes further than what we see on the main. This, whatever's going on, this is this goes back a long, long, a long time prior to this. And I don't know if you're comfortable with me speaking on that, but as it relates well, we to read pill, I told no. you oh, okay, well, read pill anytime. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I just think about it like this and, and I, okay, so like with my clients and it's specifically African-American males and I want to speak on that because I'm so passionate about my African-American males is not even funny. You have to think about it like this. When we're thinking about sickness, and they say that the African-American males are the ones that are getting, that are dying from this most. When we think back when we were enslaved, when we were enslaved, African-American males not only had to be spit on, not only had to be beat, or not only were they facing jealousy on a consistent basis, not only were the, uh, the Caucasian wives coming after the black male, not only did they have to watch their African-American women that they were in love with being taken advantage of by the Caucasian uh, slave masters. So it's a lot going on. So with that being said, <clears throat> that type of, that, that, that anxiety, that stress, mm. that fear has already been a, a embedded in them for such, and you guys for such a very long time. And so as we move forward to that, and what is anxiety and stress and fear, what does that do to us? chemically and, and to our immune system. Well, that naturally shuts down our immune system when we're constantly living in fear and having to live up to someone else's expectations. Not only do we have to live to, up to someone else's expectations, we have to be, you guys have to be the provider in the house. And not only do you have to be in the provider in the house, you have to walk out in these streets every single day, making sure that you are on your P's and Q's, making sure that you're not another African-American black male uh, statistic. Um, you have to make sure that even in your job, in your job category, you're competing with the white man that is ultimately making more money than you, you mm -hmm. know? And so all of these things are passed out and there's so much pressure on the black man in that sense. And so therefore that's where the anxiety, anxiety, depression, the underlying, all these underlying conditions started a long time ago, all these and everything. So mm -hmm. shut down shuts down your immune system. With that being said, when you're living in anxiety, you're living in depression, it puts tension on your heart, right? So therefore we do have heart problems. We do have high blood pressure and all of these different things um, that come up. Not only that, we're living in a, a, another society where we think that African-American culture is fried chicken and watermelon. Come on. <laughs> um, cue the story of OJ music. Can I, I, I just want to go. I'm and, to... <laughs> and I'm just saying, we like, we're, we're, we're living in a culture where we think that fried chicken, watermelon, collard greens, candy yams, black eyed peas is who we are. The problem is, is that we were taken from where we are that we, we don't even know who we are. Mm. So we're taking on mm. a culture that doesn't mm. even define who we are. And so now... Because of because of that, we're we're eating these things, we're picking up these foods, and we're thinking that well, this uh, you know, when we want to try something different, uh, it's like oh, I'm not eating that. That's nasty. You're eating a salad, a salad. Ugh, that's bird food. That's this, that, and third. Rabbit food. Ultimately, hey, ultimately, the food that we are claiming to be our culture was enslaved food. This is the scraps that they gave Come us. Come on, Kelly. These are scraps that they gave us, gave us. So now we're we're defining ourselves by 
by being enslaved. We're defining ourselves by the slave mentality. Technically, the sad truth about it is, and what people don't realize is that as long as we stay in that mentality, as long as we stay victims, as long as we're so constantly suppressed by the media, because the media knows exactly what they're doing, we're yes. still slaves. So are you going to be a slave or are you going to take advantage of your own life? And what I was telling them on Instagram, I am not a slave. I am not a slave. I'm not going to define myself by the type of foods that you, anyone chooses to eat. I am not going to just define myself by the way that they say I'm supposed to talk. I am not going to define myself by how they say I'm supposed to be educated. I define myself by what I create on a day-to-day basis. So the culture of Black America has, we have to step outside of oh, well, uh, the white men are, they constantly killing us and this, that, and third. Okay, there's, there's, there's facts to that. Like, there's legitimate facts to that. But there's also legitimate facts to Black-on-Black crime that we have to pay attention to, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's also, um, or, the, you know, we can't afford health care and this, that, and third. Well, there's legitimate facts that we can still go and get the groceries, although there are food deserts out there, but we can right. take what we know and utilize right. that to still get the results that we want. When I moved here, I was shopping at the Dollar Tree. I had nothing. I got my groceries from the Dollar Tree and it did not stop me from not living as an enslaved individual. I got vegetables from the Dollar Tree. I got uh, rice from the Dollar Tree. I got whatever I needed from the Dollar Tree to, to, to help me to feed myself. And it didn't stop me from defining myself as what I decided to define My myself appetite as. got to change. Right, right. You gotta you gotta look at food differently and, and try to pick out the right. best options versus right. okay, I can't afford this, 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 and this. But that's not even what you need in the first place. So right. find the best find the best option that's available to you wherever you are. Like right. nobody yeah. nobody looks believes in being in this space that they are and 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 growing like growing from it like that's I, i'm going away all right go ahead excuses. they believe in this right right um okay i don't have that much money so i'm gonna buy these chips because they four four dollar like come on bro but you want to know something I, I it's so funny that you even said i don't know excuse me i don't know if you guys have ever watched this uh it's it's a commercial and it's called um how to sell to a negro I don't know if you guys have ever watched that, Ooh, yeah, uh, but you should, but you should watch that because it's life changing. Okay, it's called "How to Sell to a Negro," and so uh, because we've been suppressed for uh, such a long time, and pretty much what the commercial says is a white man talking about how to sell to a Negro, and pretty much because we've been suppressed for such a long time, we want to do things and we want to have things that make us feel like we are sufficient in the world and we are making a difference and we have valuable things because we have not been valued for such a long time. And that commercial from the 1960s is a direct reflection of how people go out and buy uh, Beamers, Benz, and Bentleys and live it in the hood. Or you got the fresh Jordans on, but you can't afford Mm. to take care of yourself and eat good food. Or you got got a brand new iPhone and and your kids running around like they're halfway crazy. You can't even teach your kids normal stuff because you don't know. It's it's so many (laughs) different things that are going on and the perception of what's, what's, need it versus what we claim to makes ourselves like what makes us feel valuable is so it's so it's not balanced and i would like to say that you know well i get it you know we have been suppressed for such a long time and you know we didn't have things for such a long time and that doesn't mean that it's not a third stop 
Like eventually mm-hmm. you have to wake up. Like things have to make sense because the right. more we're still like this and the more we keep living in this victim mentality or um, we're allowing the white man to constantly sell to a Negro and we're being sold every single day in so many different arenas, then we will stay suppressed and we will never come together as one and, uh, and raise our community up, you know, because we can't do it alone. And mm-hmm. so... Um, <sighs> that's my thought so far. <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. Yeah, she was just locked in, y'all. Yeah, she was. Yeah. I love Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. I'm good. You glowing over there. So, Jack. Because, you know, this is my lane. Like, you know, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, I'm just, um, I'm going, definitely going to watch that video. Um, I've just been taking a lot of notes over here, though, y'all. Um, yeah. But um, I'm just, it's, it's, what do I want to say? It's it's amazing to see how people, like she said, people will buy the Jordans, the new iPhone, the this, the that, but you don't have the money for the proper food. You don't put that same money into your education, your kids' right. education, um, into your community. I, you know, I'm still all about this garden, this garden mm-hmm. for the kids. So like in that aspect it's like so many different things we can do within our community to pass this information along and but we got to start i feel like we have to start with kids i feel like we have to start with kids because i feel like as adults they just they don't They're they're stuck in their ways their way is right i mean i mean elk look elko um teachers Mm -hmm. telling me that right after t-man gets in the office kids are coming to school saying all you you know are going b- back to Africa. They too right. young to even be talking like that. But that's elementary, that's middle hot. school so you you know that's coming from the parents so yes hot. we gotta start with the kids. That's the only yes. reason why this stuff's still going on. But well, yeah. one thing I wanted to bring about Kelly um, and you don't have to wax deep on it unless you it's something you already been thinking on but I believe in generational um, in yeah, it's called generation generational PTSD. I believe that's, that's what real. I that and that's something else I was ready to say. That it's PTSD. That's what she was saying. Like, yeah, everything, yeah. everything is is PTSD. Like, like from from our, our people, like we still got DNA is information. And sure. we have this much knowledge on DNA. We think we know something. Right. Our right. European knowledge, the European knowledge is this much of DNA. That stuff is mm. still hidden to us. Red pill moment. That stuff has been hidden to us. Um uh, Sir Bay uh, is a Moor, Moorish American, who has told us a lot of stuff. I've even went to to Temple with him and uh, and learned. And uh, you know them mentioning, you know, the the everything that you know is three percent of what we really know. And he said, he said you can call it secret societies, whatever. But he's like, it's been hidden because uh, you tell Pookie down the street this kind of power, this kind of power, and he might rob a store with it. Mm, mm, so we mm. got to keep it from y'all for now. Like, it's mm-hmm. been hidden from us for a reason, and it's being spooked. You notice, you know, we, we move we move slowly. Look, you know, from from finding out what, what, a, what, a, what a fire was to, you see what I'm saying? So it's just like, right. it's a slow process for us humans because we so primitive. But mm-hmm. the, the, the slavery thing kind of changes up the game, and it's like, that information, the DNA, like I said, the information, we still have some PTSD going on, like like some implanted memories, some things that we didn't even go through. It's just like some implanted 
or what she says, being scared. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Some of this stuff is passed on genetically, but yeah. they said it's not proven yet. But mm-hmm. I believe. I believe. I mean, like, you can see, see it though, and just you can see it in how how people, you know, move. I mean, and and how they think they're or what they believe is the right decision. You know, generationally, that, that, like whole families yeah. is just right. stuff. And and normally, like, this is what you do for this. This is how you do that. That's that stuff is passed down because it's like, oh, that's that's what they did. And look, look, we we here, we fine, right? But yeah, it, it's it ain't as simple as that. It's it's a lot deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Even like Kelly said with the food, like you think about it, like just the stuff that that we're still like our people are still eating today was was the scraps that was left. That was what was left over. Once that's what Master threw out. He didn't want that. He right. gave you all the right. stuff that he and we wanted. embraced and it. we, we embraced made it. it. We we didn't have anything, so we embraced it. But like you have you have options and different ways to go about stuff. You have the internet. Do some research. Like like. It's it's so many like it's we, so many. Well, first of all, we are uh, we are amazing melanated beings. We do not have mm-hmm. to. We're bigger than food. Come on but, now. But we we're, so big, we're bigger. We're bigger plate. than food, strong. But you know what though? To be honest, I really feel like it starts there though. Oh, it no, starts it with what we're putting in our bodies. It starts like Absolutely. that. Health, health is wealth is definitely. A true statement. Yeah. Like you, you change the way you're eating, you change the way you're thinking, and you grow. Like you grow from there. You just le- like you constantly level up. So like I, I definitely see the importance in that, and I wish, I wish other people did. You know, to kind of reiterate on what you just said, uh, I know that I took chicken out of my diet uh, probably about two and a half years ago, and within me taking chicken out of my diet, I will say within a couple of months, my mental completely change Com- I when i say agree. completely change it completely now i am not like i said he knows i'm a flexitarian so i eat uh, you know a little bit of what i want when i want it but i know my body i've taken time to study my body and my diet is very very healthy yeah yeah, yeah. go in on it yeah what is flexitarian yeah. yeah so you know as a clinical nutritionist as somebody that practices functional medicine people expect you to eat uh literally salad every single day you know people expect you to be unrealistic about life and I don't preach that because that's not that's not my life and I don't think that's anybody's life and so when diets become um when you start to deprive yourself in in certain diets Mm. and you go back to it you start gaining weight you gain more weight and your hormones are be off and all these Mm. different things that'll happen so I consider myself a flexitarian yes I eat fish I eat vegetables I may want a burger maybe like once every two months I may want uh I I eat turkey. I have a glass of wine. I do have a, some tequila. I have a little bit of what I want when I want it. I you know, it. so I don't sit here and play the role like, oh, I'm so perfect and this and that because life isn't about perfection. It's about learning who you are. Sounds so I think that weird. we've got we've jumped on the bandwagon of becoming religious, religious about having a keto <laughs> diet, a paleo diet, a juicing diet. Like I'm not a part of that religion. You know what I mean? And so. <clears throat> Even to, you know, kind of go off what you said, absolutely health as well. And we are superior individuals and superior black beings. And it, it ha- the PTSD thing, the reason why the PTSD thing is so prevalent, not only because it is true, but because the, the narrative keeps telling us that we are still where we are. The narrative, we're constantly listening to the news or we're constantly looking at social media or whatever the case may be. The narrative is constantly reminding us that you were a slave. 
you know? And it's constantly reminding us that, um, you know, this is what we should have, or we're going to bring out the new spicy chicken biscuit from Popeye's and all the black people are going to run there and get, like, it's like mm -hmm. things constantly keep happening to manipulate us, to constantly remind us, like, you still a slave, don't get it twisted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Obama's not in office anymore. Like, black people, black people are still, 70% of black people are dying. You know what I mean? Like, why would you put that on the, why is that? Out of all the cultures, why was that put on the news? It's to remind right. you, as we start to grow and get stronger as people, we they want us to take a step back. Come on, and come on. Be reminded. You know what I mean? And it, it's just not, it's just not going to happen for me, you know? So, <clears throat> So I guess with with uh, with that being said, as far as the food, it does it does start with your food. Um, people are not specifically dying from COVID nineteen. People are dying from their lack of discipline and their victim mentality. And so yeah. if, until they step out of that, we're, we'll still be where we are. And, and and even with the PTSD thing, until we until we focus and really become true to ourselves. And I think I think Jess, I don't I don't know if it was you that just said this. Um, but, or I don't, was it, was it you, Franklin? I'm not really sure, but good. we were talking about, um, you guys were, were saying something, gosh, I don't know what it was, but I lost my dad. But when it comes back, I will, it's all good. I will definitely go it's back all to good. it. It happens to us all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This whole podcast class is ADHD and it's a, right. <laughs> so when, I was, when I was young, I was, um, I was diagnosed ADHD when I was young and, um, I, you know, my mom spent so much time not claiming it. And it's just yeah. beautiful. I get it. She was trying to get me through. But I'm claiming it in my older age. You know why? Because I need people to know that um, it's still okay. Like, whatever, if you have a special need. So I'm always working with Pam Mine. Shout out to Pam Mine. She works with kids with autism. Um, not autism kids. Notice I said kids with autism. So mm -hmm. she's, she's it's, a, it's a certain... I just want people to know that they, they can have a, 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 a setback. And still, you know, push through that thing. But yeah, this whole podcast ADHD. You know what I'm saying? Because um, he was Glenn. Glenn came on. He's like, so what's the format? So ain't no format, brother. Whatever. I'm telling, we might talk about the NFL today. You know what I'm saying? We gonna talk about what you do, and we gonna organically move to what we do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you you you've been really uh, you brought a lot of value. As far yeah, as we could get that thought back, I hope it does come back before this is over with. Or well, let's just take some some time for our people, like to really get to know you. A lot of times, I'm working with people, I'm doing one on ones, and I'm telling people with their brand, people need to know who you are, like like outside of the flexitarian. So, yeah. uh, just just what's one of your biggest strengths? Oh, if I yes. if, <laughs> if I wasn't a flexitarian, I'd probably be a lawyer because. Um, I, I, um, my dad calls me a litigator because when it's something that I'm passionate about, I'm like, ah, ah, I'm really crazy about it. Love it. Um, I, I'm a volleyball player. I don't know if that classifies okay. you know, as anything. Um, I played volleyball <laughs> in college. Uh, my biggest strength. So you um, love sports. You love sports. You just athlete. Oh, absolutely. I love, I am like an outdoors, go fishing randomly. Uh, What's hike, your sign, Kelly? Huh? What's your sign? Aries. Aries. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Yep. That's that's that yeah. explains a lot now. Yeah. That explains what, a what lot. What month is your birthday? April. April third. April third. Oh, happy belated. Thank you. Thank you. 
that explains mm-hmm. a lot. So Corey, some once she fit, find out it's real, it's a fact. Like she, hundred yeah. percent, and she's stubborn. Yeah. She ain't gonna change for nobody. And Corey, I, I mean, that's wow. So Corey's a oh, okay. Corey. Uh, she has three three kids, and Corey's a uh-huh. baby. Yeah, the baby. Corey's my baby girl, I and mean, that's Corey all day. Oh goodness, <laughs> yeah. we're just beautiful people. It's just hey, you know, strong mind, strong life. You know. That's right. What, what, what would be yeah. your biggest weakness? Uh, I love it. You I'm know throw what? the sound effects in right here. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, I am such an empath. Mm. To the point that okay, welcome to Jasmine's world. That's, that's I was a, okay. So I know I was She's about the first to call that client. for you. I was, <laughs> really? about, I was about to call that for you. No, because when you were talking about how black men are impacted, I got watery. But I was like, she's too passionate. Right. I think she's definitely an empath. But I didn't say anything. I just let yes. it. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. I am such. I'm, a, I'm, I'm done. trying to I'm tell done. you. I'd be like, hey, bro, you got to do this. And if you don't do it, I will bleach your number. I ain't passing. No, but not, not I, like no, no, that. Just, but like, no, but that's that's me. I know I'm opposite. Yeah, like, frankly, I, I need y'all to when balance When she was me. explaining it, I'm just yeah. thinking of all the things. Like, Because I feel the same way about, about Black men. So, right. But like, you can feel it. And then when she was explaining, right. I was like, she, she's too into it. So like, that's she's definitely, saying. yeah. That's that balance, though, because yeah. I tell you, I'm an outpath. If y'all... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't i don't i don't have that uh, kelly i don't have that i don't have that ability to be like oh my god mm. yeah. like you know just feel somebody yeah. else's i just be like bro what because i'm now now i'm virgo and i'm virgo oh okay that i'm virgo sense. and virgo rising uh, so i'm i'm ultra virgo i'm ultra logical ultra like yes okay, one plus one equals two so what we still talking about it oh, oh yes you are 100 yeah. you tripping on it being half empty i didn't drink the water <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I done drank the water. Definitely I'm just about glad that. I, I coach this session to be crazy because I yeah. can my feelings. And Strogers are like, all right, so you got to do one, two, three. Wait, but you're right. not hearing me. Like, I'm going through. I'm not hearing you. Right. I'm like, Virginia oh Powell don't care about your empathic feelings. I got to tell him, I got to tell him during my session, it's like, I need you to be my brother and not my coach right, right. now. Yeah, yeah, she got it. She got it. Yeah, we, we mm-hmm. always. Be my brother and not my coach. Yeah, we go back and forth. Yes. <laughs> I got to give him a second for coach mode and then say, okay, now I need yeah. you to go in brother mode. Right. Like, coach mode is, is, is yeah. strict. It's, it's tough. I believe it. 100%. <laughs> what, what is one vice that you could give up you would? you If you wish you, uh, one vice you wish you could give up? Do I really have to give them up? I'm just kidding. Uh, let me see. <laughs> you know, life is about balance. So uh, let me think. What is it? Um, one vice. <clears throat> uh, you know, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, if I had to, I wouldn't necessarily say I would give anything up. Uh, but if I had to, I would give up how, and I don't even know if I want to give that up, but how impulsive <laughs> I, I could be on decision making. You know what I mean? And Aries. honestly, right. <laughs> But I don't even know. I don't My even know if I want to. Right. I don't even know if I want to give that up, though, because you know sometimes it just takes that one person to be the be the catalyst to get things done. Right. You know, but 
I don't know. Oh, good. Yeah. That's, that's that's good enough. What would be the most played song in your playlist right now? Oh God, y'all! Oh my God, I don't even want to take. Yeah, that. people want to get to um, know you. They okay, want to know you. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So my favorite song ever, it like ever, ever, ever is no Touch Me, Touch Me, Tease Me by Case. That's my hey. favorite song. <laughs> That's my favorite song. <laughs> All right, PG thirteen up in here. Okay, but then I got a PG. No, 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 no. I'm just messing with you. You know what I'm saying? As long as ain't no Eric Clapton, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Shout to Eric Clapton. I'm just saying. (laughs) If um, uh, (laughs) y'all got me. Okay. Oh, my mind with squirrel. All right. Right. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, what what are two things on your bucket list? So two things. Number one, I want, I have a dream of traveling to different countries and understanding the culture of food by, you know, really submerging myself in that culture. So when I take it back to the United States, I not only am able, Mm -hmm. majority of my clients, honestly, are, um, are from, um, Jordan, uh, uh, um, Iraq. Uh, I do have a lot of Caucasians. I have, uh, it's probably about 25% African-American. So, but with all of that being said, I want to travel to different country, countries and learn the culture of food because in order for me to properly assess and assist someone the way that mm. they need to be, I need to be submerged in their culture. So I don't feel like, like for instance, if I was uh, dealing with a, a black, a black, you know, counselor or whatever the case may be, I would have, they would have to be African-American because I need you to relate to me. Like, you know, you know, what's up, you know, cause I grew up this way. So I need you to be able to relate to those things. So that's number one. Um, <clears throat> number two on my bucket list. You know, it's going to be very general, but I don't care. Uh, I want to buy my mom a house. Like, I want to buy my mom a house. Um, and the I reason why it. I say that, uh, and everything else, like all the other crazy, I've probably done all the crazy, um, but I'm going to continue with it. Uh, but I want to buy my mom a house. Like I told you, you know, in, in the midst of me getting to my to my passion and what I'm, and what I do on a day-to-day basis, you know, my mom was there, like, there, there, like not even there to the mm-hmm. point where oh, she's a mom, but she, she saved my life. And so when, it. when I'm able to, like, I'm going to, she's going to be spoiled, spoiled all over. It. Like, it's crazy. Don't get Jasmine <laughs> crying on here. Come on. <laughs> Jasmine's the, man, a, a okay. cat could run up a pole and Jasmine crying. I'm just saying, <laughs> did you see, did you see, did you see Rudy on the pole? <laughs> Rudy, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm a Tony Baker fan, bro. <laughs> oh, do you I watch, got a question. You know Tony Baker, right, Kelly? You, you, no, if you don't. Oh, Tony oh, Baker man. comedy. Watch Tony Baker. Tony Baker yeah. comedy Tony on okay. Instagram. I just, I just, really, literally, it will help you pass the time in quarantine. I okay. promise you, he has the funniest animal voiceovers you've ever heard in your life has his own slang that he created he got he got names and stuff like like he got he got his own dictionary and he he, he names all he, he like so if there are cats most people have a certain cat or people have a certain animal so he just names them like if you have a black cat he calls him midnight right so if it's like a brown like it's a brown cat his name is rudy 
<laughs> so, like, if it's other animals, he's doing the voiceover. It's crazy. Go ahead, Jay. Shout out to Tony Baker. Go ahead, Jay. Oh, okay. So, let's say quarantine's over, right? Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you want to do? Oh, I'm planning to go life. back outside. Oh, when I can go back outside. Um, <clears throat> You know, this is going to sound really crazy, but I'm going to do this anyway, whether it mean it may be next week or whatever, but I want to go to the, I want to go to the beach. Like I want to lay out, get in the water. Like, Hey, I'm six feet from there by the beach anyway. I don't know why these people are so close. You know what I'm saying? Look, I feel you there. My birthday is next Saturday. I just talked to Angie about this yesterday. I was like, I want to go to the beach for my birthday. Like, I don't. Right. Like, why not? Like. I want to go to the beach. Like, it's something about water and just chilling and enjoying myself exactly. and being out there all day. It's just, it's really, it's awesome. I love I it. I want to go yeah. back to Panama. Viva uh, Panama. I just I love that city. Um, it's it's amazing. It's just amazing. And I um, it's just, um, for me, you know, I'm not going to, to clubs and all of that stuff. So it's just like, yeah. for me, yeah. it's like, I really, I really experienced the city. Me and my lady and her family, we went there and we got to experience the culture. We went to the Panama Canal, of course, but that's just one yeah. aspect. Like we went to Cologne and Portobello and we was with the people. There was a festival going on. We was in the poor part. We was in, I was just, amazing i felt like jay electronic you know he was had the toga on in china he was walking with the people like you know what i'm saying it's just yeah. it's just like for real getting experience the culture of somewhere right. else like and i didn't take american mindset with me i really was right. there right. that's yeah. what i thought about what, what kelly was saying like i i definitely wouldn't love to travel yeah, and just experience yeah. other cultures i want to hear your music i want to yeah. dance yep. i want to learn your language like whatever it is that you can Pour into me, give it to me. Yes. And let me take that and go to the next place. Like, I really want to, but I want the kids to experience that too. I got to do it once by myself so I can do some fun stuff. (laughs) Heels, flats, or sneakers? Mm. (laughs) Heels and sneakers. I'll do flats. Heels and sneakers. It's one or the other. Heels and sneakers. Okay. All right. right. Well, if you had to pick one, then what would it be? Sneakers, sneakers. Sweet or savory? Savory. Love it, love it. Window seat or aisle seat? I know this random. Window seat. Yeah, I love it. Come on, Badoo. I love it. Window seat. What is your favorite TV show of all time? Um. God, that's a hard question. Martin, Martin, Family Matters, um, A Different World. A Different World. I like that show. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 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 She would have been mad about that. um, That which one we did that time? We we got rid of that. That one's got to go. That one's got to go. We did that time. She would have been hot about that. (laughs) Hey, I thought about doing the one got to go. Should I do it? Should I do it? Give her that one. <laughs> which one? Which one did I do? Y'all, y'all do it, cause I, I'm trying. One, to figure out. We did ones gotta go. We did. All right, hold on, wait. It was Martin, Fresh Prince, A Different oh, World, The Cosby Show. I think it was Living Single. Living Single. I don't, I can't remember their list, I, cause I know we did two of them with shows. Yeah, but, I, can't, um, I can't remember. I can't remember. I know I, I got a one gotta go for though that I know she's gonna have to think yeah. on. I know. I, I know that it was a different world. The Cosby Show. Uh-huh. 
I guess like living single, like I think it was all, they were all similar. Like it was comedy yeah. and then it was like the family mm-hmm. black dynamic. So. Well, look, I, 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 I like to do this one because I, I, I just like to hear people's reasoning. So we do this one gotta go that just pretty much makes it to everybody. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Denzel Washington. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Morgan Freeman. Okay. Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. Will Smith. Oh. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Boy, gotta go. Let me tell you, we spent like 10 minutes on the podcast on that y'all arguing. <laughs> I'll tell you who we gave hard. up. I'll tell you who we I know who you gave up. Go ahead, tell me. We gave up, mo- well, I think Jasmine chose Eddie, but then she took it back. Mm-hmm. And we went with, because of Dr. Doolittle. She couldn't give up mm-hmm. Dr. Doolittle. So we went with Lawrence Fishburne. That's what I was going to say. Wow, let me let me tell you why. Why is Love. this man so disposable to us, y'all? We gotta because be he's not disposable. Now, he's not disposable. But on that list, when I think yeah. about the contributions that the other you made right. outside, you know what I'm saying? Because it says one gotta go in their works. So we talking about their works, what they right. done for for the you know. What I'm so it's like I think just on the measure, if we got to measure, it's like they're right here. Like, everybody on the list is just right here above Lawrence Fishburne. Just this just, just much, just as much. Not this much, yeah. you know, but I, I got to let go of Lawrence. I can't let go of Eddie. Um, Joe Arnice is an is a artist. She was on our podcast, and she was talking about how much Eddie did for black people. Um, yeah. Oh, we had Samuel L. on there, too. And we had Samuel L. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Originally, I didn't have Morgan Freeman on it because I knew nobody's gonna let go of Morgan. We can't. No. The voice of God, the voice of <laughs> right. know, he's the voice like, of everything. He is the animal. He's the animal. voice of every right. God in every yeah. movie. You know, every movie. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, yeah. So so Lawrence Fishburne got to go for that. One. <laughs> yeah, that that one solely hurts me because, uh, like, Boys in the Hood. That one hurts me because of the Matrix. That like oh, mm-hmm. so, but then at the same Timon. time, it's like it's like that fam. It's it's like that. Remember Timon? The, contra- the contribution. I feel what Timon's saying, but yeah. you can't like. I- Timon was saying that the Matrix would have happened anyway. We'd have just mm-hmm. put Denzel in there, or we'd have yeah. put Samuel Jackson. It'd have been a wrap because yeah. you know, like they True. do them serious roles like that. And I, yeah. I can see Denzel talking to him right now with his hands behind his back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like with the glasses, the shades on. It, it definitely could happen. Train, training day, Denzel. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Definitely. Oh could man, happen. I couldn't see Samuel L. doing it, y'all. I'm sorry. I can. The reason why you can't see it because you mm-hmm. haven't watched the Avengers. That's yeah, what he, he, that's I, what he I was I have. I've seen he had the black coat on with the yeah, swag. He, he had the. Little... I see him do serious roles, but I'm with Simone that if he ain't dropping an f bomb, I can't. Um, I can't hear it. Like it's not him. Yeah, it ain't him. I know. I love this. I love to hear him cut somebody out, but it's still. I love it. It's just. It reminds me of my grandma. It does something to my soul. <laughs> like I need a that in my life. I'm sorry. You need. Valid. You need a good cussing out every so every now and then. Like I, said, like I said, this podcast is very balanced. In fact, one of our reviews that just happened, uh, Kelly, uh, feel free to give us one, too. Uh, yeah. They they wrote that it's a very balanced podcast. It's not just ultra serious. It's not just ultra in that motivational lane. Like, it's a little bit of everything. So we just want to make sure that we cover 
just all around. Just, just you know, for that listening to get that experience. We want this to be an experience. And so this is like, this is what we call the power session. On Saturdays, we, we, we discuss small wins and mm-hmm. we just decided to make the podcast part of it too. You know what right. I'm saying? So, you know, that's, that's what we do. And we have like, like 10 other people in Motivate Central, but you know, quarantine, you would think people would be more, but sometimes it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's back mm-hmm. and forth. I've been doing I more think, one-on-ones think, lately. Yeah. I think a lot of people's, a lot of people's schedules are off because they yeah. just not like I, I Friday does not feel like Friday. Like you're not excited. Saturday, for the Saturday like, yeah, it's just right. like every day is the same. Yeah, every, every day is the same. So it's, it's you're not excited for the weekend. Most people are staying up later and doing what they normally do mm-hmm. doing day and night. So it's trying to find that balance. They gotta find literally, it. Literally, last last night I had to throw on some Montel Jordan. And I was like, okay, this is how we do it. Because it's Friday night. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, right. I, had to, I had to just, I forgot it was Friday. I was like, and either Joyce was like, you know, it's Friday night. I was like, this is how we do it. I was like, yo, I'm come on. Jeez. I can't, I can't let my troubles get me down. You did. Mm-hmm. So we, 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 can't, we can't let the great uh, time be consumed too much with us. She got people she got to save. You know what I'm saying? I know that's right. True indeed. True indeed. <laughs> we really I appreciate you coming through. Yeah. This is good. This is good. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. And, we, you know, hopefully, we, you know, we'll check up, uh, you know, as the time <laughs> pass and this quarantine up and see how you're doing, bring you back. I thank you for adding to this energy. Actually, she, I, she, she has the most followers. She has the oh. most followers out of everybody hey. that came on. Cause, uh, for real, for real, you know what? But it's 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 Kelly. I'm praying for praying for our society because they really don't yeah. understand that what, what the the value is misplaced and it's just we're not gonna. That's a whole nother podcast. But it's just right. you know, I know. I I I could where I used to like my name is very strong, especially in, in Richmond, Virginia, and because like I could be at a venue and I'm like, hey, boom. This is me, and you know, and they're like, "Oh, I heard about you." Or it's like, you know, it's just it's just a natural kind of just off my presence or whatever. I'm used to just moving like that. Now it's like they like, "What's your Instagram?" If I'm talking to a millennial, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. boy, they about to, you know, what I'm saying, if I ain't got a K behind my yeah. joint, they looking like, well, you know, I get to them when I, and it's like, yo, it's like, it's crazy because it's not, it, it's. It's a little hard on the, everybody got a little ego. You know what I'm saying? It's a little hard. Cause it's just like, I'm yeah. used to just, like if I see somebody and they dope, I want to work with them. I'm normally used to a certain way it go. And now they right. check your, your, your list, your follow list first. And I know it cause it's just, it's things have changed in the last five years, 10 years. I'm like, yeah. more about that, but it is what it is. I'm, I'm just not going to buy them. I can't do that. Can't yeah. Do that. So, I'm not going to buy them. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You got when you got fifty thousand followers and you got three likes, it's just a little weird. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> right. Listen, y'all. Thank y'all for the energy. Kelly, thank you for the energy. We thank you really, for having really me. Really appreciate you. And I'm I'm about to I'm about to close it out. I'm about to close it out. So as we transition, I wanna tell you all what I always tell you. If you you're not a first time listening, you know. If you can't go outside, go inside. Go inside. Hope I ain't lose you in the third row. If you can't go outside, go inside. There's reservoirs of talent, your gift, your uniqueness, 
your that special thing is inside you. We don't need another Kelly. We don't need another Stroll. We don't need another Kanye. Lord knows we don't need another Kanye. <laughs> we need the first you. Mm-hmm. You dig? We need the first you. Two North Stars. I don't know even. I don't even know how to get home. We don't need two of anything else. We need the first you. And as we leave, conversations will not be canceled. Relationships will not be canceled. Love will not be canceled. Songs will not be canceled. Reading will not be canceled. Self-care will not be canceled. Hope will not be canceled. May we lean into the good stuff that remains. Jamie Torkowski. Listen, y'all, we out of here. Salute to everybody. Still got the dream. Thank y'all. Thank you guys.